You, my friend, were made to count. You were made to make a difference, to have an impact, to make the world be a better place than it would be without you. Now, of course, I can't do that on my own. You can't. In the Fellowship of the Withered Hand, on the one hand, we celebrate personal inadequacy. I am not able, but at the same time, I was not meant to work all by myself, but to work together with God. He can, so I think I'll let him. So I want to talk today for a few moments about living today with dignity, about how you can wear it and how you can see it in another person and how you can confer it, give it, offer it. Dignity is a real important word, and it has to do with that deep sense of worth and value that uh, belongs in a unique way to every single human being. As I understand it, the philosopher Immanuel Kant said that dignity is the value or the worth that a person carries that makes them irreplaceable. Other objects uh, can have a price attached to them. Cars worth so much, a house is worth so much, but not people. People are an end in themselves. And this notion, which really came from Israel and then the teachings of Jesus to spread around the world, became fundamental to the notion of rights. So uh, the UN Declaration of Human Rights, 1948, states that all human beings are born free and equal in dignity. And uh, that has become a contested claim. We live, I think, in a time of a great erosion of dignity, a crisis of dignity. There is very often a dignity gap in workplaces. People up at the top are assumed to have much more dignity than people down at the bottom. In our political world, in much of the uh, conflict in our world, um, this notion of carrying dignity uh, is increasingly at risk. There's a well-known philosopher, Pete Singer, and as I understand his position, he does not agree that all human beings are born equal in dignity. He says it's just about the capacity of suffer, suffering. So if you have an animal that is able to suffer more than, say, a disabled child, then they are worth uh, giving greater attention to. B.F. Skinner, Harvard psychologist, wrote a quite famous book called Beyond Freedom and Dignity. Beyond Freedom and Dignity. He says people are not free and that actually dignity, this notion of the inherent worth that means that we ought to honor the freedom of each person is wrong. It keeps us from creating an environment allowing technology to be used because people are just the products of their environment to create an environment where everybody will turn out just right through technology and education beyond freedom and dignity. Now, by contrast, the Bible teaches that every human being has dignity, irreplaceable worth, because we were made by God and loved by God. And Jesus would constantly teach about this, sometimes in kind of humorous ways. Don't you know that sparrows are sold two for a penny, and yet I tell you, not one of them can fall from a nest except that God sees and God cares. So don't worry, you are worth many sparrows. How many sparrows do you think you are worth? Look at the person next to you. How many sparrows would you calculate their price? Um, all the sparrows in the world are not worth you. Now, the uh, image that's used in the Bible to talk about this notion of dignity, at least one of the images that I want to focus on in the rest of our little time together today, is the idea of a crown. Um, 
in our world, we don't go in for headwear so much. I like hats a lot. I think we were a cool place when people would wear them. Fedoras used to mark the transition from being a boy to being a man. And um, uh, in the ancient world, that was the case in a variety of ways. There was something called the freedman's cap in ancient Rome. And if you were a slave, you were not eligible to wear it. But if you had the status of a free person, you could. The ultimate headgear, of course, in the ancient world was a crown. And that was to be worn by someone who was a royal personage. That was a statement of identity. This is the king or the queen. That was the statement of authority. They were made to exercise dominion. And it was also an expression of great beauty. A diadem, a jeweled crown was something that uh, evoked wonder in people. And now scripture is going to use this image of crown for you and for me. I'm going to walk through a few of them with just a comment or two for you to wear the crown today. Walk through this day standing tall wearing a crown. Paul says when he writes to the church at Corinth, you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. That's the enduring crown. And the idea here is um, not simply something that we look forward to. And it's not an extrinsic award. When I would play tennis, I would get really excited if I got a trophy because somehow that trophy meant I did good and I could be proud and people should be impressed by it. My dad ended up with, I think, 100 trophies and it was my mom's job to dust them and eventually she got tired of that. Trophies just gather dust. Trophies are extrinsic rewards, wealth, fame, impressing people, those are crowns that do not last. But to become the kind of person who knows God, to be changed from within, that's the crown that will last. And then in 1 Thessalonians, Paul writes to the people who are there, for what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes. Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. You are our crown, friendship, relationships with other people, other people in my life that I love and who love me. That's the crown. When I was going to college, I was recently with a friend of mine, an old college buddy, and we were remembering Jerry Hawthorne, our beloved teacher. He was brilliant, but very humble. And he would always say when a student did something great, there's just another example of the student excelling his master, his teacher. And uh, when we took a class with Jerry, we wanted so well, we wanted so much to do well, to study hard and to learn to make him proud. He was our crown and we were somehow by his great grace, we were his crown. And so to walk through life in such a way that you love other people so much that they are your crown. That's a great gift. That's part of the crown that is promised us. And then this is from first Peter. Uh, in chapter 5, verse 4, it says, When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. There's a crown of glory coming your way. Now, glory is the excellence of a thing when it, it uh, exists in the purity in which God made it. Where I'm standing right now, a couple of days ago, there was a sunrise 
And it was one of those mornings when there were clouds dotting the horizon. And so they were pink and orange and it just made you want to sing or weep to look at it. And the friend sent out a text with a picture of it that said, the heavens declare the glory of God. When we see great beauty, C.S. Lewis wrote about this, not only do we admire it, love it, wonder it, we want somehow to participate in it, to be bathed in it, to be part of it. And that's the promise here, the crown of glory. There will be a goodness and a moral beauty that will be revealed in you. That's part of the crown. And we're working on that right now. We're entering into that right now. When I become that kind of person, I begin to experience that kind of dignity. And then in the book of Revelation, it says, be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Uh, Irenaeus wrote one time that the glory of God is a human being fully alive. And for you to be fully alive today, to be awake and aware and alert and grateful and know what's going on, that's the crown. So this is the dignity. Here's the, here's the invitation for today. Wear the crown. You have great worth. See, when, when you and I understand our worth, not just affirm it intellectually, but when it gets into our bones, and into our hearts, and into our wills, and into our thoughts, and into our feelings, then I'm not easily threatened. Then my ego is not on the line. Then I don't have to live in fear about what other people think of me because I have dignity before God. I have bestowed worth. So I think if I won't use names, but you, a young student, just beginning graduate student, what you do today matters immensely. You have dignity. I think about you, a coach who has had to struggle with cancer so that you're not able to coach anymore. Your words impact the lives of other people. I think about you who wrestles with memory issues and it's really difficult and you're not able to do what you used to be able to do before, but you touch the lives of other people. I think of you, a young man who's entered into a whole new line of work and there's lots of pressure on you. Uh, walk into it. Wear the crown. Today, wear the crown. And then see the crown in others. Nancy and I were at Westgate Church a few weeks ago, and uh, uh, we went into one of the children's rooms, and there was a woman working there, and next to her was a young man who had some disabilities. And the way that she looked at her partner, the dignity that she saw in him, the worth was ennobling and inspirational. See the crown in everybody that you come in contact with today. Way back in the day, there was a commercial where somebody would eat a piece of bread with a kind of butter or margarine on it, and then da-da-da-da, there would be this trumpet fanfare, and they would wear the crown. See the crown. And then give the crown. Uh, one more image from the book of Revelation. It talks about uh, this vision in the kingdom when the saints are gathered around God and they lay their crowns before the throne. An old hymn, Holy, 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 talks about that image, casting down their golden crowns. And the idea here, of course, it's not about, you know, um, uh, wearing a gold hat. It's about praise, glory, admiration, wonder. Instead of trying to collect more and more of it, I give it away. I lay it down, especially for God. Wear the crown, see the crown, give the crown. Make today count. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. 
If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.